0: one of us yeah yeah also we were we're so we're trying to do this like garden together and we were digging up this section of the yard to be able to like replant some flowers and shit and we found a old like used dog bowl and i'm like are we about to dig up a dead dog
1: Oh shit! <laughs> but we didn't. We never
0: found the dog. I don't know uh, why there's a dog bowl up in there. But it's there, there because
1: was. another dog dug it up for the bones. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to the Health Unfiltered podcast. My name is Brooke West, and I am joined by my besties, Rowan Nicole. What's up?
1: What up? What up? It's how are y'all Sunday. doing? Good. Doing. End of the good. week for me, so it's time to drink. You know. <laughs> That's how well, I mean,
2: being... now I just want to ask, and we just get—we're just getting started. But what <laughs> are you drinking? <laughs>
1: uh, I have a, a beer called um big little thing that's how i describe myself as well oh uh, my it's an ipa i've never tried it um but it's from chico california oh shit very bubbly
2: a lot of bubbles
1: yeah and that's a very hoppy so um it'll be good and <laughs> we're good by the end i'll be like so you guys are lazy or saying some mad shit but it's good good so far it's got a nice Yum. little purple can
0: what about you 9%. i am drinking a beer also it's a golden ale it's called big wave by kona brewing co in hawaii oh i feel like we've had that one before crazy mm-hmm. we have had it it's really good it's nice and crisp and it's sunny and i've been like working outside some today so i was like mm, a beer sounds good
1: yeah
2: amazing just I mean, hits really so well too They're What? Like
1: so refreshing
2: I said, I'm the only lame one this episode. I'm drinking a spicy ginger brew. It's non-alcoholic and it's
1: freaking delicious. Mm -hmm. Oh, lame. This is (laughs) the Lord's Day and he said to get fucked up. No.
0: (laughs) Look at us. We're supposed to be wasted by the second episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you what I drank last night and then you'll understand. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) She's like a whole bottle of tequila. That's what.
0: Was it my two day hangover situation?
2: Well, last night I we went out for sushi, which I haven't had in, you know, like 430-something days, but who's counting? <laughs> and we went out and got sushi at this really nice restaurant downtown that we had been to since pre-COVID stuff. And we did this really nice sake. And then we went to a cocktail bar after, and I had tequila drinks, mostly. Nice. They were really good. So it was like a classy buzz. <laughs> but,
1: you know, I need to hydrate today. I, like I wasn't passed out bus. in the
0: bathroom. Oh my
1: buses are classy. Um, what's that place we went to, Brooke? It was, it, we had, was it pho? No, it was ramen.
2: Mm-hmm. I, it was the dashi.
1: Oh my God, that place was so good. Mm. I think about that often. So like, sexually. And I'm like, wow.
0: Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. Like Ro, Ro has a very healthy relationship with food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe healthy. a too healthy. A <laughs> sexual relationship. Pie? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> now that, that shit was good.
2: I just had some really bad visuals of you burning man parts in ramen.
1: Yeah, I can't even feel stuff down there anymore. That's how much I do. He like ba- gets admitted <laughs> to the hospital
0: and they're like, What did you do? And you're like, I fucked the ramen. You
1: guys never you guys never heard of ramen? <laughs> it's moist all right yeah oh god so- this is already super yeah, super uncensored we have derailed
2: and we have barely had two sips of beer. mine's not alcoholic
1: oh my god this is wrong well, we t- need to t- sign t- off from last ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks again
2: mm. i'm going to take us to the question of the week in an attempt to save <laughs> this all right ro this one's for you I've heard that too many long, intense cardio sessions during a cutting phase is really not beneficial, but every gym bro and their mom seems to do it. What's the deal?
1: Uh, you have a bad mom. No, um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think the first thing is that like, uh, us as, as we, um, as we're part of like the fitness industry and health business and whatever you want to call it, uh there's there's a lot of misinformation out there so it's like it it doesn't matter if everyone's doing it because if one person is like hey do this and they tell another person to tell another person it just kind of becomes a a thing so rule one is just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you should be doing it uh which is a general life tip if you've never heard that before uh so there you go um and then i i I think it I, i would agree that long intense cardio sessions um, it are not really that beneficial, but a lot of it comes down to like efficiency. So if you are trying to um to do like a super aggressive cut, right and you the first question is why, right? because it's it's really, Painful. Uh, it's not a great time when you are cutting calories severely, as well as doing long cardio sessions. Like you're just asking to be miserable for a long, long time. Um, but if you if you have your calories in check and you have your other workouts in check, like specifically your your um weightlifting stuff, uh resistance training, then you don't really have to be doing cardio. Um, it's much. I think. Uh, oh, I. I I think it depends on the person, right? Because some people are like, I'm not going to give up food, but I can, I can definitely go in and I have the time to sit on a treadmill for an hour a day. Cool. If that's what you're willing to trade off, awesome. And if someone is like, I don't even enjoy eating, so um, I'm I'm going to cut my calories. Is that like, awesome? Then you don't have to do extra work to to cut fat. Um. But the thing is, when you do long, intense cardio sessions and all those other things aren't in check, not only are you uh, not like you're burning fat, obviously, because you are doing work, Um, but if you are not feeding yourself properly and you are not recovering because you are spending more time doing work, uh, then that's going to take away from your muscle mass more aggressively than if you just didn't do cardio or didn't do as often or it wasn't as intense. So. it's like this long convoluted answer. If you have a coach that you're working with that is telling you that you have to do both, um, ask them why. And if they don't have like a solid reason, then start to kind of maybe look around uh, or say, you know, or just go and like learn on your own. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons why that's not beneficial. Um, and then it's just the mental aspect, like, oh. I don't care what anyone says. Nobody enjoys going to the gym every day for two hours a day and just sitting and walking on a treadmill. Like it's a like a hamster on a wheel. Oh my God. Just the worst feeling. Um, so yeah. And, and even if people are like, well, I won't do like long cardio, but I'll just like really, really intense stuff for five, 10 minutes. And if you can equate the calories, like sure. If you can burn 300 calories in that 20 minutes because you are just going so hard as opposed to 300 an hour, fine but doing that intense work is also going to take away from your resistance training is also going to tire you out more you're going to get more fatigue than fitness so, um so yeah just not something that I would advise unless you are like about to be on stage and you are like really desperate to try and cut some some serious fat in in a bit but yeah i mean we even with our fighters like we're never like Hey, just sit on a bike for two hours. Even though, like, you're just gonna fatigue yourself. So yeah,
2: it kind of works against you.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, there's my simple answer. You know,
2: that was great. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, I'm really excited for this topic today. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of opinions. <laughs> uh, we're gonna Never. talk through how long does it actually take to see results and change your health habits. It's like how many licks does it take to get to the center of the lollipop Oh,
0: god
1: so are, we the are we the owl a one a two
2: we're gonna tackle this question <laughs> and i'm excited about it but i want to talk through how long we work with clients what that looks like i want to hear about y'all's experiences i want to know more about exercise versus nutrition and how we feel about how long it takes to see change what comes first how you look how you feel I also wanna hear what you all think is the number one trait that we see most with clients and kind of talk through some of the client experience.
0: Yeah, a lot lot of of it. I'm excited. (laughs) Everyone sucks. (laughs) This
2: (laughs) This is great. All right, so first question. On average, how long do you all work with clients through your coaching programs?
0: I definitely tell clients around six months to that year timeframe, you know, we have the option for month to month, but it's really, you know, a strong recommendation in the beginning that you commit to that six month timeframe because we want to see you get to the end of your goals. We want to see those results happen for you. And we cannot cannot do that for you in 30 days. So six months (laughs) to a year is what I would say is typical to see, all your goals like come to life and you feel super confident in them. You think like, you know, this is something that you can sustain long-term and then that's when we kind of talk about quote unquote graduating. But yeah, it's kind of hard to, to say that though, right off the bat of like that six months to a year, because every other thing that isn't us like fad diets and fad programs, they all like say 30 to 60 days or even maybe 90 days. and but like the thing that I always like to ask is like, how many times have you done that? And did it work out for you in the end? So there's a lot of things that we get into in our one-on-one coaching programs that go beyond nutrition and exercise. Because like we've talked about so many times, there's so many different aspects that are affecting and impacting your health that we have to take into consideration and work on as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I just remembered P90X. You guys remember when that was like.
0: Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, that's so oh, funny.
1: I never tried that. I was like, I'm a little fat boy. I can't do jumping. i definitely jacks. tried it. Um, <laughs> 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 you can only do so many high knees before you're like, I'm going to vomit. I think I'm um, traumatized now.
0: I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? You want me to jump? I'm not jumping.
1: <laughs> P90X TSD. Yeah. So um, I guess my, my, my answer to this is that it. Like Nicole said, it's, 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 it is difficult to, to say, um, when I was at Loyola, I had, uh, clients that I worked with, like my entire time I was there. So, you know, two to three years was kind of like the, the average, but I had some that were, like I said, the, the four, the four years, um, and I was there for five, (laughs) but the four years (laughs) I was there, um, and then, like now, um, I have a client that I've worked with for uh, over two years. Um, some that are just starting and stuff, but it it is interesting just because some people will pop on for a couple months and then life happens, right? And mm-hmm. it's part of the reason why I don't do like contracts because I'm very aware that uh, you could lose your job and then be like, "Hey, uh, I'm I I I cannot afford to do this." I'm like, "Cool, yeah, I don't want to be like." hey, I know your family's starving, but I'm going to need my money. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter that much to me. Um, But yeah, I mean, that the same thing that Nicole said is that there's there's a couple times where a lot of work has to be done and not just inside the gym, but like, yeah, figuring out your stress, your food habits, um, how much, you know, people say like, oh, I'm, I'm a 10 out of 10 committed. And then I'm like, hey, like, how are we feeling about maybe doing this? And like, oh, I don't really know. And it's like, well, then I know you're not 10 out of 10 committed. Like, let's try and work to get you to that commitment, so that you don't look back a year from now and you're like, dang, I wish I would have been a little bit more invested, um, because then you know you threw you really threw away money, and then also at that point you may have um, uh, kind of like hurt yourself in the process because you're like, wow oh, I should have I should have given more mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I I guess on average it's I'm on like a year to two years um, but a, at a minimum it's like six months because then people yeah. are like, oh wow like I, I've totally changed my view on exercising. I love exercising so it's like awesome now we can really get to like going towards being a an even better version of yourself because the first step was, getting you to consistently do it so um so yeah six months minimum a couple years
2: but if you say so would you say the clients you work with for a couple years it's like they are they'll reach goals they'll set new ones and just like continue working and progressing with you
1: yeah so i mean that's that's part of like the the quarterly review right where it's like hey it's been three four months like how are you feeling Good. I want to keep doing what's going on. Awesome. Uh, like my mom specifically, right? She's like, "Don't change anything. I like doing just this. Cool. As long as you are going, that's fine." Um, I guess. I guess I've been training her for <laughs> twenty-eight years, but um, <laughs> yeah. So does. my average is pretty high. No. Uh, yeah. Some people it's just like I just need to move and work and cool. This is my outlet. Awesome. Uh, and other people, it's like we like. I have a client who we started to get her stronger to run like go back to marathons and she's like i'm just in love with the gym now awesome we're just gonna pivot those goals a bit build on that and get you stronger and faster whatever um so yeah i mean it's people people change right their their goals change and so it's my job to be like do you want to still continue or are you free to go on your own like if i've taught you enough that's awesome please go and teach other people i am merely a vessel you know um but it, it's interesting that I think some people if you maybe you have been working with a coach for a long long time and if you are still getting results, even though you have been doing the same thing you've been doing for a couple years, then why change it? like that's consistency that's how this works. so yeah, stuff can get boring sometimes, but if it's like i it's gotten me everything else I've wanted, then just keep keep doing it so yeah,
2: nice yeah, I would say for me it's the six month minimum too. Just because so much of my goal when I work with a client, I have a four-phase process. It's not just me telling you, hey, this is what you have to do. Check all Mm -hmm. these boxes to reach your goal. It's a lot of education because I really want someone to walk away from the process. Education might sound kind of stale, but I really want (laughs) someone to walk away from the process and feel like they have all the tools in their tool belt to know how to navigate nutrition and changes that come up. Life is never stagnant. I hate the word when we talk about nutrition, like, oh, my goal is for you to just be able to sustain Mm long-term. That's not reality. So I actually really focus on continuity. Like, do you have all the tools in your tool belt to know when things ebb and flow, how to react? And that takes a while because, you know, it depends on your baseline level of knowledge. Sometimes it's like unlearning bad habits and relearning new ones, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, That takes time. And it's definitely important to me that someone walks away and feels really confident in how to shape their nutrition and food and what that looks like and is best for them. So that's why I get to that like six month minimum for sure. But then it kind of just depends on the goals because it was similar to what you're describing is some people have really big goals where if it's very big, you know, I'll use like the fat loss goal. I have a client, very big goal crushing it so far but I can't keep you in a calorie deficit for that long. So this has to be done in phases, you know, so that is going to take over 12 months. And I'm definitely honest about that before I start working with clients. Um, And then it's kind of like what you described where it's like, oh, originally I set out for this one goal and now I kind of want to pivot and start tackling this other goal. So that's always Mm -hmm. cool when clients like trust you and want to work with you through the different phases of what that looks like for them. So I, I love it. Um, But yeah, I would say that's the the baseline. I I like the
1: ebb and flow thing you mentioned. Yeah. I like that phrase just in general. Ebb and flow.
2: Very. My my hippie's showing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So most people, I think, influencer. When I say people, let me backtrack. Most IG influencers and those who got degrees from YouTube University my favorite programs school. that are third like 30 day program to xyz 90 day program um and usually they come with a really long list of promises that seem impossible do you all think it's possible to make lasting nutrition or exercise changes in you know let's say 30 60 90 day time frames
1: yeah i'll go first uh <laughs> Ooh, suck it, um <laughs> So, like, do I think it's possible? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that um, the proof is in the pudding. They There are some people that absolutely crush it. And so you can market those people, right? And they're like, this person all, literally only did what I told them to do. And in 90 days, they got everything that they wanted, maybe more. Um, but for every, like one or ten people that did that there's you know a hundred two hundred a thousand people that it did not work for so that's why i said like is it possible i'm like yes but like is it efficient like a- absolutely not because i mean 90 days to switch your whole life up in some in some instances is like are you fucking kidding me how do you mm-hmm. how do you even believe that because it's like saying like hey 90 days you can get rich even though you've been poor or middle class your whole life. And it's like, cool. It's like, well, what do you mean? Like a lot of things have to fall into place before that happens, if it happens. And the same thing is is with exercise and nutrition and and health. Um, But like, even if they don't, let's say lose 30 pounds, which is what they wanted to do, but this thing made them stronger it made them commit to something, which also now has grown into like a love of fitness or a love of health and and wanting to learn more. Um, I think that those are those are good changes, and those those are things that you can tip your hat to and be like, hey, you tried this. Maybe you didn't get, you know, all of the goals you wanted, but you did something. And if it didn't hurt you physically, mentally, emotionally, then then it was a good thing, right? Um, also, like maybe you only did half of it 45, it was every other day instead of 90 straight days, but you still saw like enough changes for you to get hooked on. I think that's a win. And uh, obviously, like, as a coach who's meticulous about what happens, why it happens, you know, how we can fit it into your life and whatever, it's very hard for me to like admit that because it, it'd be easier for you to be like, no, it's stupid. Like, how, how could you believe that? Um, but like I said, if, if you find a a change throughout that 90 day process then that. I think that that's a win and can have lasting um, influences to, to get you to learn more and to do more and to maybe hire a coach. Who's like, that's really great, but let's make it specific to you. So that's my, my two cents on that.
0: Hit me Coco. (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely agree. Like, I guess, surface level, if like, Like kind of what Ro was saying, like even if it wasn't perfect and you you were still able to take it as progress and run with that. But I think with these programs, a lot of the times people who buy them are hoping that it is going to be like this final fix for them. And then when they're not able to do it to a T, they more than likely beat themselves up and blame themselves. And so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit more of why i don't think they can make lasting change especially like that 30 day marker because it took years to create those habits in the first place and this is a very like there's a very big psychological and mental piece to this and these programs (laughs) do not dive into that at all um so i do want to touch on the fact that this doesn't mean it's your fault if that 30 to 90 day diet or program didn't work for you or like the program failed you because it didn't take all aspects of your life into consideration. And I do think there's this huge emphasis on in our society that we've been fed our entire lives that we like, there's something wrong with us. We need to like fix this certain part about us um, when it comes to like our health or our looks or whatever. Um, So there's nothing wrong like with the actual process of like, working on your wellness or health i just think that these programs make it make you feel like it's supposed to happen in 30 days when that's why we're having this whole conversation it takes a long time like to go through this and to figure it out of what works for you and that's going to be constantly changing throughout your entire life and you know brooke kind of titled this um Episode like you can't Amazon Prime your health. And, but I do think that's like something our society has gotten so used to is that instant gratification, that instant impact. And I just, it's, it's really hard as, like, a health professional to see people become so discouraged when something so huge doesn't happen in 30 or 60 days or 90 days or whatever it is. Even in that first year, like, you still have so many years ahead of you that, like, continuing mm-hmm. to work on this, continuing to invest in this is still important and it's still worth it.
2: Yeah, and I like how you Good brought point. up it takes years of years to usually develop these bad habits and like the good news is it's not going to take that long to fix it, mm-hmm. but you cannot expect overnight results. I Sometimes I'm not going to lie. Um, clients, I love y'all, but sometimes I want to shake the <laughs> shit out of you because it's like, well, I feel like I hit every, all my goals this week and I'm just not seeing what I want. And I'm like, it's going to take a lot more than a week of consistency Before you start seeing that progress that you really want, you know, Mm -hmm. like, we've got to break, we've got to break this instant gratification mindset, and you need to continually show up Mm -hmm. continually, like put in that work. I do think I have a couple thoughts on like these short term, like 30 day 90 day programs. I think In my opinion, sure, they can work for some, but I think they do more harm than good because people see it as I only need to do this change for this X amount of time. And it's just like, if I can make it through the 90 days, I've won. And it's not intended to be a sustainable structure, usually. It's not usually a sustainable workout structure. It's not a sustainable eating pattern. It's just like, all right, cool, I'm done. And you just go back to the way things were before. A lot of the times, which we know is detrimental, especially for people who go through this yo-yo dieting, mm-hmm. weight cycling. We've we've seen that done in these, you know, lab rat models. I'm sure there's a better <laughs> word for that, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry, people. Um, sometimes I just get – my sass gets going and I just – it's very literate.
1: It's been a sassy week. State.
2: But um, I just think that, in my opinion, they just do more harm than good for a lot of reasons and I'm mm-hmm. not a fan. Um, if you uh, are someone who's like created a program as like this is your start, like this is your ninety day kickstart, and it's intended to then carry over into something, I think that's different. Yeah, that's you know, different. that's a different game. But <clears throat> a, a lot of times it just seems like a challenge of like, oh my god, mm. I'm gonna do a hundred burpees for ninety days, and I'm like, mm. Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: no. it's like, oh, you just start with one, and then two, and then three, and then it's like, oh, Jesus. and then you're dead. Like, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> you really want to be doing like. 70, then 71, then no way, fuck that.
2: Oh my god. I think I did a hundred burpees once and then I questioned all my life's choices. What? Yeah.
1: No. I mean that's you. the kind of
2: stuff you do in like CrossFit workouts.
1: Ugh. Yeah, but also don't. Yeah, well, I mean that's why I don't. That's, that's why I hired you. this
2: this dude named Ro that I don't know what the hell about. We're him, back, we'll baby. See. Actually, in
1: order to build your volume and capacity, but like, so about those hundred burpees. You were right.
0: Yeah. Ro do just that. like programs <laughs> it in
1: yeah <laughs> easy best programming of my life so. I think oh, yes. I think you make a, you both make a good point I mean it's it's it, we're talking about the same thing where um, for the sake of the person right I don't want to discount the the effort that you put in and definitely you may have tried and you've got some benefits but you, you two are right in that like most times that, again that hundred two hundred thousand other people, um it's it does more harm than than good and also if you haven't done shit and then you go into like doing a bunch of burpees or running and whatever like oh i'm just going to start running and you don't have like the strength to to hold yourself up for 15 minutes or however long it takes you to to run a certain amount of time you will get hurt like that that happens so much once covid hit cuz people are like well wow, i have time to exercise again obviously not at gyms but like i'm going to start running and whatever mm-hmm. and some people that i know that are like napropaths that like work on injuries and stuff they were like everyone is getting hurt because these people who have done nothing for 10 15 20 years are like i'm gonna become healthy and then they just go balls to the wall corn takes my time to
0: shine (laughs) yeah honestly like that was me though like the gym shut down and i was like oh sure i'll just pick up running again and i immediately hurt myself immediately and I'm someone who works out on a regular basis and it still like (laughs) just don't do it just stop
1: yeah so so you're right though
0: (laughs) all right
2: so I want to hear y'all's opinions what comes first when you're working with someone would you say changes in how you feel or how you look what's gonna happen first
0: Ro you want to go first (laughs) you want me to go first
1: (laughs) uh so I think I think it's like almost impossible to say the that the change in how you look happened first, right? Because I mean, even from the pure standpoint of like I'm gonna curl, right? I went I haven't ever curled, but I want my arms to be bigger. Like, are you gonna see bicep veins right away? No, of course not. Uh, are you going to feel sore from? the arm blaster 5000 like absolutely so <laughs> from from that appears the standpoint of like doing work you're going to feel it but the thing is also like if you and it takes time but like if you've never really exercised and then you exercise and it's to feel good then i mean like you you just leave and you're like man like my life is life is good i feel good i have it's endorphin high blood is coursing through me like i i'm gonna text you know my ex and tell them that it was all my fault like sometimes sometimes (laughs) you get no it was not not me (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) nothing's ever my fault um but like you know what i mean like it it can be so cathartic for someone to like actually do work and something they've never done before and then you get like really proud of like I did it and then you know those those changes happen so quickly especially when it comes to strength where i did 10 pounds and now that my body has learned next week i'm doing it for 10 pounds and and you know five reps and then maybe 12 pounds so like all of that is is based on like how you feel and because you feel good you will continue to go and then you'll you know start to see changes but like your mood changes, you sleep better, you, you can think better, like all these things happen outside of the gym. And all you did was spend an hour in there, kind of getting your heart rate up and, and feeling what it feels like to, to put your body through some sort of stress. So um, yeah, I love resistance training. If this was not an impassioned speech, I don't know what is, but like, <laughs> holy shit, they, there's just something about lifting weights where I'm like, this stuff can change how you feel and change your life so
2: mm-hmm. you're definitely in the yeah. right profession
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep should have been a doctor <laughs> or so. I mean you're basically I do feel one.
2: like I yeah for <laughs> I definitely feel like you can make an almost instant impact with nutrition and hydration strategies I think that's the coolest thing is I can make you feel better almost instantly in a lot of situations mm-hmm. and I do think that the other stuff takes you know, a, lot, you know, a lot more time and patience. And I do think this is why I just want to highlight, it's so important that we focus on things beyond the scale and other ways we can measure progress, other biomarkers. Um, there's a variety of different ways to do that. I love tracking a ton of these with clients, like energy. How's your energy? That's something we can mm-hmm. also see pretty much like an, a good impact right off from the start. And I think too... Progress photos make a really big difference because I hate that the scale is just telling you general mass. It's really pointless. Unless you're in a weight class, I think the scale is kind of pointless. (laughs) So I do think it's important to remember to measure things in all different ways and have variety and celebrate all those little victories because it does take time for the other stuff. The instant impact is really going to come from where you feel. So track that. Like mood. Track all that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I definitely take more of like the how you feel approach with like my personal wellness and my clients. So I, you know, have talked about it before. It's just like a weight neutral approach, meaning that we put what we look like on the back burner and we focus on how we feel. So say we're like using the example of adding more fruits and vegetables into like your day to day eating habits If you're adding those fruits and vegetables and you're able to like notice how adding those fruits and veggies to like your snacks or your meals increases your energy or improves your mood or maybe even helps out like some GI things, this is going to motivate you so much more to continue this habit. Besides, if you had done this, felt great and then stepped on the scale and didn't see that number go down, then (laughs) you would just question (laughs) like, what's the point? I didn't even lose any mm -hmm. weight. And like it would... Like, it wouldn't motivate you to continue that behavior if that was your only reason for doing the behavior in the first place. So I say, like, 100% focus on how you feel. And like Brooke said, track those other biomarkers and let that motivate you and lead you to continue those behaviors that are making you feel your best.
2: What are your favorite biomarkers to track Coco? like, with clients? I know you're... You know, how mm-hmm. you feel wise.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say mood and energy and um, just like how also like how you talk to yourself and how you show up in like your relationships. I think that's a big one that we don't realize like how we treat ourselves, how that impacts like the relationships around us. Because if like you're treating yeah. yourself like shit, you're probably going to be treating the people around you like shit. Um, so that's a big one too. And I use like an intuitive eating assessment tool as well that just goes through like a series of questions around behaviors, thought patterns, and um, different like associated with different goals. And we can use that to track like how your relationship with food is changing and how that's like changing your habits and behaviors as well. So that's something that's really cool too, to be able to see how that, how that changes over time, because you'll do the assessment at like the beginning of working with me. And then we do it every couple months to see like how we're improving and like where like the next goal can kind of like be pulled from. Yeah.
1: Yeah i love that yeah so much love
2: (laughs) i just feel like that's so valuable because people don't usually think about that Mm but that that matters
0: your relationship with food and your body matters they're just like but i needed to eat 100 grams of protein at breakfast
1: (laughs) you did you're right
0: (laughs) so it's cool it's cool to be able to like get out like get out of all like the specifics and just be able to like have these conversations with clients about how it's so much more than that
1: yeah sure.
2: i've got another what comes first question for you <laughs> this one's for robo really Let's do what it. comes first changes in strength or changes in body comp how that looks
1: yeah so i think we hit on this a lot especially in this episode but like throughout the podcast that like body composition changes can take so long um especially if you are coming from uh years of kind of um, treating yourself poorly or maybe not taking your health into consideration like all of that stuff like does affect you and those those are things that we talk about like years of damage or whatever that we have to reverse like it may take (laughs) some serious time um but then even then like It happens in front of you, but I think it's just so difficult to see because you see yourself every day, right? And so you're like, nothing has changed because I've seen myself change. There's no like objective like, oh wow, the last time I saw you, you were much bigger. Or the last time I saw you, you weren't a jet, you know. Um and there I remember when I when I started, I guess it was like, I don't know, when I was 18 or 19 oh which is about a decade ago now holy fuck i'm getting old um i just got my sense of mortality in front of me like oh god uh but yeah i you know there was like this saying um where it was like it takes 40 days um to make a habit and then like 80 days for uh others to see the changes and then 120 days for you to see it so like It, like, really resonated with me back then. Now I'm like, it's kind of stupid. That's how it works. But, like, (laughs) you don't see what's happening right in front of your eyes because Mm -hmm. you see yourself every day. But if, let's say you're away at college, you just are a totally different person. You're lifting. You're healthy, whatever. You come back and your mom is like, I haven't seen you in four months. Are you even my son? You know what I mean? Like, depending on the changes that have happened there, um, like, that stuff can happen like I said, right in front of you. Um, but the, the clear answer, or I guess like the, the objective answer to that is that like strength always comes before body composition changes. Um, because strength is based on neural adaptations. Like I said, if you can pick up a 10 pound weight five times, you are teaching your neurons how to fire, uh, together or how to activate more muscle. Um, you Know, like, we're not getting into specifics on like rate coding or anything, but if you do 10 by five or 10 uh, 3 by 10 with five pounds, um, and the next week you come and do three by 10 at five pounds again, but it was so much easier, and then the week after that, you do three by 10 with 10 pounds, like that stuff happens pretty quickly because it's just how our body has learned to adapt over. I mean, millennia, right? Like humans are so adaptive. So that stuff can happen super quickly, um, which is really great because if you're focused on strength, it's like, it's awesome. But if you're like, I feel so much stronger and I'm putting away more weight, but like, I don't see those changes. It's because of the things I talked about where strength comes first. You do not notice the kind of changes that happen um, right in front of your eyes. Um, But yeah, you're going to get much stronger before you're going to get abs or you know whatever it is that that you're looking for so it's it's just how our our bodies are programmed so if you feel yourself getting stronger uh you feel physical changes happening then just keep going like that's the the answer
2: i dig it (laughs) all right so i've hired you as a coach but why are things still taking so long aren't you a freaking professional
1: (laughs) Koki, you want to go first? I always feel like my my answer to this question is is like mean. So, uh, well, I feel
0: like I based my answer off of what you said, so you have to say it first. <laughs>
1: Fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I mean this with no disrespect. I have been a fat kid. I have been a fat person. You know, I still sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm fat. Uh, but like, it it took it took you years to to get to a place of being fat unhealthy have a bad relationship with the gym uh food sleep all this stuff it's going to take longer than that 30 60 90 days that we just talked about but like that's why because there's so much to unpack like even if it's like well i just like never had the time like nope that envelops so much like oh i'm just lazy like okay, if you're lazy, you're not going to eat the way you're supposed to. You're not going to rest the way you're supposed to. You're not going to train the way you're supposed to, like all that stuff. Right. So I, it's, again, you two are much nicer than I am. So it's like very hard for me to not just objectively be like, it took you 10 years to get fat. It's, it's not going to take you 10 years to get on fat, but like, it's going to take time. Um, and then from there, like, some of it sometimes is that your coach needs time to figure stuff out, right? You are a human being under your own set of circumstances. I am looking through or I'm looking at this problem through a specific lens, right? So sometimes my process does not work. It takes a little longer. Fine. Um, But then sometimes like, are you pushing yourself the way I have asked you to? Are you giving the way you said you would give? Like there's only so much that, that, I can do, and I can give you all the information, I can give you all the plans, but if you're not showing up and doing the work, then, like, you can blame me, you know, that's fine, and then you can go and leave a bad review, and whatever, but, like, at the end of the day, if you really are the, the reason why, then you're going to live with that, like, yeah, on the internet, it says it's my fault, but you are the one who's like, ah, oh, shit, I did not give the way that I was, I was supposed to give, so, um... Yeah, if the if you're consistently skimming off the top, that's gonna show up, you know. Every day, if you're doing, you know, ten percent less than what you could be doing, and I'm not even asking for a hundred percent, then, you know, that's how you fail school.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> well, school of life.
2: There's a ton of different variables when it comes to tackling things,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and like, kind of how you mentioned, like, oh well. I can only control so much. it's like there, and still science leads us down a path where it's like, this is generally what someone needs, but it matters what you were eating before you came to me. It matters how your training was before, what your training is now. Like there's just so many other variables. And I think that that's just, I just want to like throw in, this is why it's always really important to be absolutely as honest as possible with your coach so that we can weed out these things and make adjustments to get there in the best way possible. My thing is, I am not, my number one priority as a healthcare professional is your health, not how sexy you look. So whenever people are like, oh, I want to see this really dramatic prog- prog- progress right off the bat, I don't think that's realistic, healthier, sustainable, or something that I want to promote. I want to always yeah. protect your long-term health. I want to protect your metabolism. I want to protect your performance, your energy, and everything else. That's more important to me. So I don't really give a shit about giving you instant results. I (laughs) want to give you really healthy. I want you to be healthy and happy while we do get you where you want to be in a realistic manner. Like that's kind of my little two cents before I let Coco go off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think being in like the health at every size space, I get to have a lot of conversations just with individuals that identify as fat or in a larger body and they have always been told that they have to lose that weight in order to be healthy and then like I mentioned earlier they try out some extreme behavior it doesn't work they blame them themselves and so they're unmotivated to continue those behaviors so I definitely like want to create a space where We're able to focus on how you want to feel and you continue to be respected as a human being and you benefit from health behaviors just like someone in a smaller body would. And we've talked about it so many times in past episodes that health is multidimensional. There's so many factors involved and that includes like what's happened to this person in their lifetime. Have they experienced mm-hmm. trauma? Have they had constant access to healthcare and have they been treated with care and respect once they got to that appointment? Did they grow up in a safe environment where they had affordable and accessible like gym membership that they were able to go yeah. to and I definitely want to like bring light that if someone is concerned about their health and wants to improve on that, we have to understand that it wasn't 100% that person's fault. There were outside factors involved in everybody's lives and we're like where we stand in our socioeconomic status and our privilege, whatever it may be will determine if we were able to get over that hurdle quicker than somebody else. And I think also, like, if they do identify with being a part of the fat community, fat should be used as, like, a, a liberating descriptor, and that person should 100% know that they can continue to incorporate health-promoting behaviors in their life and experience all the positive benefits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no. Like, well, because, like, you know... like
2: that, that TikTok of, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh-huh. it's, it's, Ooh, it's, yeah. it's not that. It's just that <laughs> I'm like... You know, like I, I, those are just things that I don't think about, but we've talked Mm -hmm. ad nauseum about uh, on this Mm -hmm. podcast. So it's like just a good refresher that like, even though that's like tucked away in my head and it's stuff that I, that I think about with my clients and we talked to about them, like my, my first instinct is, is, is to kind of be like, well, like this is, this is your, not that it's your fault, right. But like you played a Mm -hmm. a big role in this. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, I mean. Nicole coming in with like yeah but also <laughs> there's this whole other ecosystem that you you live within mm-hmm. so um, also important to to speak on that so
0: yeah and know. I think it's easy too when we have gone through our own experiences and like Ro mentioned earlier like he said I was a fat kid like I've been bigger and like same to me as well and I got involved in nutrition and exercise and figured out ways that, um you know helped me and like ultimately like yes it did make my body smaller but that doesn't mean i haven't experienced like reweight gain and don't mm-hmm. struggle with that like now and so i think it can also like we only know what we know and we know like what we've experienced in our bodies and our lives and like what may have yeah. worked for us or what didn't work for us and so it's so important to like continue to hear other stories so, we know that like our story is not the only story. And there's so many yeah. other people with like similar stories. And so, I just, yeah, I definitely like always want to keep that door open to have those conversations and have that representation, especially like as much as we can on the podcast. I know that like it's limiting, but still important.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, final question for you all. <laughs> What is the number one trait that you all see in your most successful
1: clients?
0: (laughs) All right. It's a loaded question.
1: (laughs) It's so loaded. I can start. I'll start.
2: I think my most successful clients are willing to climb the mountain like one or two steps at a time, and they trust me to be their pacer. I think it's pretty normal that I see people right out of the gate. They're really excited. They want to get going. And they want to just start freaking sprinting full speed up this mountain and make a million changes at once or too big of changes at one time. And then what happens is people just fall back down the mountain. It's like you can only sprint so far and then you just fall, roll back down. And that's what we want to avoid. So I always like to make sure... I'm pacing someone and this looks different for everyone still, what they can handle, but generally like one or two steps at a time, we're climbing that mountain.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think that that's a really one of, I don't know, it's hard to pick one, but I think at the moment, that's the one that comes to mind.
1: Mm. Oh man. I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't pick because I have, uh, which I feel, oh, fuck. I feel like such a <laughs> cheater where you're like, you got to pick one. I'm like, uh um cuz mine are like patience and grit and i think that if i had to pick one it would be grit um because like so much of this process and and life is about like just getting knocked down getting back up like the most mm-hmm. i i really think that the most successful people in life uh my most successful friends and i don't mean like financially right people who are like very happy with their life and just have done like they're, they're living life to their fullest is just because, like, they're so gritty, you know, to to be knocked down so many times and be like, all right, it's just another day, week, month, year. Like, I'm coming. Um, And so, like, I, I also respect that because for me as someone who has, you know, needed to learn how to rewalk twice in my life, like, mm. it, so much of it is just like, all right, you're back down to zero. It's time to build you back up. Like, I have so much respect for anyone who goes through any sort of experience that que- gets them to question their, you know, why they're doing this, why they're doing that. And then it's like, well, I'm still here and I still want to show up. And that doesn't mean that like, you know, my favorite clients are ones that are like, I got hit by six trucks and I, now I have one leg <laughs> yeah. and let's get after it. Like, no, like it, it's, it's really shitty to fall short of any goal that that you really set your mind to like regardless of what it is. And if you can like be like, hey, I learned my I learned a lesson. How can I take this moving forward? Then that's that's the number one trait. Because then as a coach, I can look out and say, objectively, like, you're right. I think that's also what was the the downfall, or maybe the reason why this wasn't as efficient. Let's work on that together. And that person, you know, owns what they were able to own. And then it's also like, oh, but I also understand that you know, uh, it's tax season. So my time is not is not there. I'm spending, you know, 90 hours at my desk and whatnot. It's just a season of life. We'll get back to it. Um, so many people that, you know, are like, I've had clients that we work on it. It's good. They're like, hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to work on my own. Awesome. I hope you've, you've learned. Keep in touch. But then they come back and they're like, uh, I think we're not good. It's like, cool. Let's just get back. Let's just talk about what you might have learned and get back to it. Um, so for me, it's just someone who just takes the hits and just keeps fucking going. Like in, in every mm-hmm. sense of, of that.
0: Yeah, I that it. resilience is a big piece. Yeah. I would definitely say for me like open and honest communication and just like the ability to like lean in when shit gets hard because it will get hard um you gotta lean into your coach you gotta trust them and i would say like clients that don't like run or hide from those feelings and they're able to talk about whatever it is that's going on um because you should be able to talk about that with your coach I know we're not therapists and obviously like I'm very pro-therapist if that is uh something that you think you need in addition in like your wellness space I would definitely Brooke can you hear me
1: yeah we can hear you
0: oh (laughs) Brooke was like sorry we're gonna scratch that
2: my, <laughs> no, computer, that, that's in. <laughs> my computer sounds like it's gonna blow up and i'm like what
0: the fuck
1: is yeah, going yeah. on uh for for anyone that is listening and noticed that uh <laughs> we were for some reason we didn't things have been so smooth lately that we didn't uh we take one week <laughs> off and then we forget to check our fucking microphones yes so. We just had a wrong microphone set. So.
0: Yeah, I was like, wait, Brooke's like taking off her headphones. Can she not hear me? No, no, yeah, I heard just, you. Sorry to,
1: sorry to cut you off, though. No uh,
0: worries. Yeah, but just being able to communicate and um, stay consistent, <laughs> be kind to yourself, and always, always remember that it's going to be progress over perfection. So I would say those are like the top traits.
1: So, Nicole went, Here's my top tray, and then went 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. Oh, she only asked for one. I'm so sorry. No,
0: no, you need more what than one. the number one tray?
1: was like, Here's my top 10. Like, All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Here's i was
2: the absolute blueprint to being a perfect client.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I, I got a text the other week. I, I don't know. I, I think I sent it to you over. Uh, what was it? We asked Nicole a question. It's like, does yes. this matter yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot what it was. It was How not a- important is
0: consistency. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> she said yes, and I was like, learn to follow the rules. <laughs> and Ro was
0: like, this bitch doesn't listen. <laughs>
1: it's Coco's world we're just living in. <laughs>
0: oh wow. Oh, well, I'm so sorry. You like got you got a, talk, a list of traits now. <laughs>
1: have I Learned
0: people. so much. <laughs> yeah, I think this was really awesome. Really good conversation.
1: It's just so different, you know. People are so different. So like every mm-hmm. coaching w- well, every way also, you coach has to be different.
0: Yeah, I also think like we've all been there too with thinking like we could accomplish something huge in like 2 days and we <laughs> fell on our faces yes. and learned that that's not the way. <laughs> so yeah. we've also been there thinking that, you know, we could get that instant gratification. <laughs> from something and now oh yeah we're not sitting on a pedestal here. yeah uh, I've, I've oh done yeah. a whole 30 oh I've yeah. done all these crazy oh. things
2: myself Roe is a liar um
0: you he know, used to eat a whole bag that. of chicken every day he yeah, was he, miserable that's, that's so you know
1: what you know what I think about that often but I also that's when I was my strongest so something was that's right. also when oh, you okay. were young oh <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah, I was a fucking machine then. I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone, I just want to live. Like,
2: yeah, that's Ro has like like (laughs) hormones
0: (laughs) pumping through his veins because he was still like a growing man and he wonders why he felt awesome.
1: Old piece of shit. 28. Old and and broken.
0: Downhill from here, Ro. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Fuck yeah, sweet. This is the last podcast I'm doing.
2: On that note, (laughs) I'll take us out here. Yeah, do it. Roe and Nicole are currently accepting clients. Roe is the master of all things exercise and performance, and apparently he can work with you for years and make magic happen, and that's great. (laughs) Um, Nicole is our intuitive eating health at every size dietitian, and she is accepting clients for one-on-one nutrition coaching. Uh, I am also a dietitian, just in case no one is paying attention. Uh, I do athletic <laughs> performance, body recomposition, and I currently am working from a waitlist, but I would love to work with you one-on-one, so reach out and join the waitlist. Make sure you follow us at Health Unfiltered Pod on IG. Definitely keep those questions of the week coming. I really love those. Yeah, okay. Rate us, share us, leave reviews only if they're nice wherever you get your podcast friends. <laughs> And on that note, Ro, I'll let you do the
0: honors.
1: (laughs) Yes. Cue that music.
0: Cheers, everybody. Peace out. (laughs) Bye.